Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a singer, songwriter, podcaster, and relationship coach. I am also a Christian who for years grew up in a religion that taught me to fear God instead of have a relationship with God. It wasn't until I lost my religion and developed a relationship with God that I was able to understand how much God really loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different path and a different journey to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. another episode of the Finding God podcast. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. This week on the podcast, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Laura Ann Heaton Gray, also known as L.A. L.A. is a former performer, now award-winning director, producer, screenwriter, and owner of Excelsior Studios in Huntsville, Alabama. L.A. has an amazing story to share about how God used the arts to find her. So without further ado, here is the interview that I did with Laura Ann Heaton Gray. Hello, LA. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am doing amazing. I am just so thankful that you agreed to be on the podcast. Um, I know I met you through Steve. He's your publicist, I believe. And I met him when he did something on Podcast Nation. And he's like, if you want good guests, you know, let's connect. And I did. He's given me a lot of good guests. And you are definitely one of them. So thank you for being on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right. Well, I have a couple of questions for you. Um, I call the first one my introductory question because everyone gets asked this question. So (laughs) the question is, what was your childhood like? Okay. Um, so my childhood, um, I, I started off in, in this world in a very bad place from the moment I was, I was born. Um, of course, I, I didn't know some of the details surrounding all of that until I was like eight years old. Um, but, you know, I found out that, you know, I was adopted, that pretty much I was adopted because I was bought for money um and I mean my childhood itself I I wouldn't say it was bad but it was you know learning some of the details about my past that I did not know about that was outside my memory was very traumatizing and it it you know wreaked havoc on my self-esteem and and other things um but I grew up in Atlanta Georgia um about the time I was seven, eight years old, I started dancing with the Georgia Ballet. Um, I started doing acting classes with Alliance Theater. I was involved in all the church plays and community theater stuff. And so my childhood, starting at that point, was very arts-based. I've always been, you know, doing something on the stage and, uh, you know, film later in life. Um, but yeah, I, my childhood was either spent in a dance studio on a stage 
or in a classroom learning how to do those things. Um, I grew up with my father. My mother um, left us when I was about seven and she moved to Alabama. And so, you know, my dad's who got me involved in all of that kind of stuff. And he, when I was only five, he was told that, you know, he had maybe years to live. And so I, I kind of, what's the word? I, I became his caretaker and of sorts. And so we became each other's caretakers um, through all of that kind of stuff. And then my mom ended up dying when I was 13. And so it was just me and my dad for the rest of, you know, that time until he passed away a few years ago. Um, but yeah, my child, that's probably more than you were asking for, but yeah, my, my childhood, we could do an entire hour podcast just on my childhood. (laughs) But you know, you answered it just the way I wanted you to, because it's like, I realized sometimes that the way we are brought up, our childhood has a lot to do with what we view God, what we see God, our perspective of him. So all of this is relevant. So thank you so much for sharing that. I truly appreciate it. Yeah. The next, well, when you were younger, I know you said you were doing dance and theater and stuff. And I heard you mention that you were doing church plays. So how much was God a part of your life during your childhood? And if so, what were you taught about God? So we didn't actually start going to church until I was about 10 years old. My dad just up and decided one day that we needed to be churchgoers. Um, And at first, um, what kind of spurred that even happening was we were visited by um some people from the church of latter-day saints Mm -hmm. and um just some of the teachings and all of that we didn't know anything about it well i mean i was a kid of course but he didn't know anything about it and so we got involved with that church for a little while and started discovering that you know some of the teachings that they teach were not you know what he believed in and so then he he grew up as a uh, Methodist and I think, you know, kind of attended Baptist churches, but we found a Baptist church that was nearby um, in Smyrna, Georgia, Green Acres Baptist Church. Shout out to those folks. <laughs> um, and and that was my first experience of real church. Um, and it, it was a situation where, you know, he was already a believer and had already been baptized as a kid and and all of that. And so when he decided to join the church, then he kind of decided for all of us that we both were joining the church. And I didn't really know what that meant, really, Um, even though I was baptized and and all of that. And like the way they did it was they kind of did the the class after your baptism. Um, I know some churches do a class before your baptism to make sure you understand, you know, the decisions that you're making and, you know, that it's your decision and, you know, what it all means. And I was baptized knowing that God loved me and he died on the cross for me, but I didn't really know really intimately what that meant. And so I would say that, um, I, I didn't, really develop a personal relationship with Jesus Christ until after that class, um, even though I was already baptized. Um, and it, it was one of those amazing things where, you know, I was in dance and I was doing different stuff um, at that time, but it wasn't until then that I really got 
my gifts um, of acting and singing and and all of that kind of stuff. Like it it was, you know, people get spiritual gifts and, you know, I got spiritual gifts like everybody does, but it was in that, that moment that God opened up the doors to this is what your future is going to be. And here are these gifts that you're going to use in order to minister to people through the arts. And so um, I say, you know, I kind of got extra special gifts <laughs> because, you know, I, I, I honestly, I could not sing before really? that. No, wow. I could not sing before that. I was, you know, enamored with dance and stuff, but I could not sing. I could not carry a tune. And it wasn't until then. And like immediately I was, you know, singing in front of the church, you know, at least once or twice a month, I was the lead of all of the little musicals and everything and plays that they did at the church. Um, So yeah, God truly blessed me um, with those gifts when I became a Christian. So, yeah. I think that's awesome. And the thing that I like, part of the story that when you were talking about how your dad, it first started off because some Mormon people came to your door and was talking to you about God. And it's funny because it's like, even though you didn't really believe in what they were teaching, it still helped you get closer to God. So I think that every experience that we have with someone, whether it ends up with you going to their church or getting baptized, even if it's just an encounter, it's amazing how God uses all of this stuff to direct us and bring us closer to him. So I love that. That is awesome. Yeah. So during your adolescence and your teenage years, what was that like? Did you still maintain your close relationship with God or did you kind of stray away a little bit during that time? Um, so kind of crazy in that I, I did almost a 180 during my teen years. Um, at the age of 15, that's when... I felt like God gave me the call on my life to do mission work. Um, and then high school came, started high school that year. And it's like, I forgot everything that I was supposed to be doing and what God was calling me to do. It's crazy how all those hormones and all that weird stuff that happens during those years affect you. Um, if you let it and you know I I was still reeling from the death of my mother and finding out everything involved in my adoption and so really I was acting out in a way and um, I became very much the opposite of who God would you know want me to be and I got involved in bad relationships. I got involved in other things that I shouldn't have been involved in. And um, by the time I got to be 18, I ran away from home. Um, And so my teenage years were very dark. Um, It's like, I just forgot everything that, you know, God had instilled in me. And, you know, I think that a lot of teenagers do do that. I think mm-hmm. that they get involved in things they shouldn't because of peer pressure right. and, you know, the views of the world. And, well, you know, being a Christian is not cool. You know, you're such a nerd if, if you're involved and believe in that kind of stuff. Let's go party, you know, all of that. And so it, it, I think it's very common for people to take the same road that I did 
And I think that's why important why it's important that you lay that foundation in the childhood um, and early teen years so that um, you know we can better guide our young people through those years when all of the craziness in our bodies is going on and you know the pressures of our peers and and all of that to help keep them on that solid ground and and not venture off into the field somewhere yeah no i totally understand and what you're saying is like normal i mean a lot of us i know when i was in my teen years i did it kind of sneakily like going to clubs and doing stuff but then i still went to church but i think a lot of it had to do with like i think the way you know things that happen to us because when we become a teenager it's like we understand things more we can not only do we have hormones that's bothering us we understand things more we can kind of see things we didn't see before and so i think especially in your situation with your mom dying and learning out about your adoption and all this other stuff it could have been a lot of the fact that you're just trying to cope and that's just how you chose to cope and all of us cope in many different ways now some ways are healthy some ways are not so healthy but they're just ways to cope and try to deal with things and so I am just so thankful that even when we go through our times, that God is still with us and he doesn't forget about us. And even though we might forget like our purpose and our calling, it's like he never does. So I'm right. glad about that. Well, let me ask you a question. With all that that was going on, like how did you ever get back? Like what happened to bring you back to God? So I, when I ran away from home, I, I ran away for two different reasons. I ran away, one, because I was embarrassed um, of the things that I had done and, and got myself involved in, um, and two, to escape that abusive relationship that I was in that I ran away to. Um, and because I'd always been in the arts, I found an audition for a show up in Chicago and so i just left everybody i was like see all of y'all i'm starting a whole new life and just starting over and so i i went on tour and i did that for a little while um but eventually i I did reach out to my dad and i let him know where i was and um he was like you know i understand what you're doing but um you know if entertainment is what you want to do, that's always going to be there. Those opportunities are always going to be there. But he was a disabled veteran for the state of Alabama. And so I could go to any Alabama state supported school on the GI Bill. And the only Mm -hmm. thing, you know, that I had to pay for was I think like half of my books. And that was all I had to pay for, for my college education. And he was like, please don't pass this up. You know, I, he was hit by a car when he was 18 in Germany and like spent like, I think something like 10 years in the hospital recuperating. Um, And he's like, you know, I didn't go through all of that for you to throw away that education that you're gonna get through that. And so I came home and we talked about everything and uh, he really wanted me to go to Alabama because Alabama is his school. Um, He even has um, the Alabama emblem on his grave um, because that's, I'm, I'm getting to the point, I promise. Um, <laughs> ahead, like, take your time. I just love when we can just have conversations and talk. And I find it interesting. So, no, take your time. Okay. So, um, I could go to the University of North Alabama um, without my high school diploma. 
Um, so we went and I got my GED since I never finished high school. And um, I started at UNA. I started out, I, he really wanted to convince me to be a something other than theater and arts because he was like, you know, you don't know that you can always find jobs in those areas. So figure out something else that you want to major in and then you can minor in theater or music or whatever. And so that's what I did. And at first, when I came to UNA, I came as a um, interior decorating major. Um, but then I got heavily involved in the theater and the Baptist Campus Ministries theater department. Um, and that's actually where I met my husband because he was leading the drama team that year. And being involved in that Baptist Campus Ministries um, and in that relationship with him, um, you know, just in that being in that atmosphere of supporting young college kids coming in um, and having that family atmosphere that we all had, there was like a huge group of us that came in that year. And so, um, it's a family and having that family around me that was Christian, that wasn't going to mock me or make fun of me or be like, eh, you know, that Christian stuff, whatever. Um, being in that atmosphere is what helped to bring me back to where I was supposed to be and, you know, just beg forgiveness for the things that I had done the last few years. And, um, just rebuild that relationship and um you know i i definitely potentially wouldn't even be where i am today if i hadn't met you know who is now my husband um he is actually a bivocational pastor he's worked in ministry i've worked alongside ministry with him and so you know god god knew what he was doing and putting me where he did um to get at that particular school involved in that Baptist campus ministries to meet my future husband, um, who was also interested in the arts in order to become, you know, a pastor's wife, which I don't enjoy that part, but, <laughs> oh girl, it's challenging. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today if, if I hadn't have gone to the University of North Alabama and build those relationships that I did and have that support um, through my peers. That's amazing. And it's funny because you talk about how your dad wanted you to major in something else besides arts because he was like, he wasn't sure if you could make a living doing that. And my mom did the same to me because I write songs, I sing, and I do all these other things. But she was like, Tiana, I don't want you to be a starving artist. So you should probably go to do something else. So I did right. end up getting a... Um, I have a master's in counseling psychology and I'm working on my relationship coach business. And I still stay and do all the other stuff that I do. But, you know, it's just funny that parents think alike, no matter where they are. It's like they tell their oh, kids, yeah, kids do something else. You know, you're not sure if you yeah. can make a living. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, later in life, I, I did regret that because I was like, you know, he was right. I really do need something to fall back on. And I, you know, getting involved in like the medical field, like if you're going to do that, you got to do that early on. You have right. already made that decision that that's the path that you're going on. Um, and so I, I regretted that I did not go into the medical field. I'm not saying I wanted to be a doctor, but I think I would have been a really, really kicking nurse. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I regret that I did not actually, you know, 
do that. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and I'm exactly where God wants me to be. And he's made that evident by the doors that he's opened. So I say I regret that. But, you know, that's my own wishful thinking. <laughs> it's, yeah, to me, it, doesn't, it sounds like it's more like a what if, you know, like what if I had done that? Because right. like, like I said, I went into, um, well, I have a bachelor's in criminal justice. I never wanted to use it. I just wanted to get a master's degree. And so I finally got a master's degree in counseling psychology. And so with me, it's like, I see how, even though I wanted to be a saner, how it all goes together because I still sing, I write songs. I write more love songs than anything, believe it or not. So uh-huh. with me and relationship coaching and knowing all about psychology, it kind of plays together. <laughs> so I see how right. it goes hand in hand. And mm-hmm. I think that um, even with what you're doing, it just seems like it goes so perfectly together. And mm-hmm. even if you're like not a nurse right now, I think that the work you do is still helpful and it can help people. And you know how being a nurse, you kind of help heal people and take care of them. I think that the arts is like that too. Only you can like heal people emotionally because a lot of the times when people have coping skills is either watching movies or is listening to music. So that is huge when it comes to like healing and helping to heal someone's mind, body, and soul. I think that's big. Oh yeah, definitely. And and that's exactly what I believe that God has called me into when I, I first got the opportunity to uh, be on a pilot for a lifetime series Uh, I fell in love with film and it was in that experience and getting involved in other shows that God, literally I was sitting there in holding one day waiting for my next scene. And it was like, God just like bumped me on the head and he was like, you know, this is what you're going to be doing one day and you're going to be doing it for me. We're going to take these stories that, you know, your life experiences and use them to reach people, use them to reach young people that, um, you know, need guidance, use them to help, you know, abuse women and children um, with stories of encouragement and and love and, you know, stories about people who have, you know, really deep-seated, like, abandonment and emotional issues, Um, you know, find God and, that's what I've been doing ever since then. And it's amazing. I've felt for a few years, like, you know, God, you brought me here, but like, there's really not a lot happening. So I don't understand really what I'm supposed to be doing because it's like every attempt that I have, it's like, you know, it crashes and burns. And I don't understand why you called me here if if I'm going to fail. And um, then all of a sudden it just, happened and I started getting successes my film started winning you know festivals it was nominated as filmmaker of the year twice with the International Christian Film Festival and you know now I've got this amazing opportunity to go to another country to actually teach filmmaking to young people uh, so that they can make Christian films to reach their country and I'm just in awe of everything that's happening, especially this month. This month is absolutely crazy. Like I literally have two days off, I think this entire month that I'm not on a film set somewhere or, you know, doing some kind of ministry work or or something. So it's, 
it's absolutely mind-boggling what's happening right now and the doors that that God is opening that I never would have even imagined that he would open but that's that's the whole thing about you know deep in your heart trusting that you know you may not necessarily get the desires of your heart and the things that you think should happen but if you trust in him he's going to give you even better and better opportunities than you ever even imagined would happen for you and that's that's just awing to me the the things that have been put in my path because I didn't give up and I said you know God I don't know what's going on but I put it all in your hands whatever happens it's because you made it happen so I'll just sit here and be patient and see what happens I absolutely love that like oh my goodness I love that and it's like you're talking to me because it's like I have a lot of things I want to do I've been working on them and you know how I used to feel like you said sometimes like why is it not working out like I just don't understand but it's like I, when I, I've been having devotion and I've been reading my Bible and stuff. And you know how sometimes you just get fe- a feeling or a confirmation like, okay, it's going to work out. Things are going to happen. Just keep trusting in me. It's going to work out. So when you said that, I'm like, wow, that's just <laughs> what I can totally understand what you're talking about because I have been dealing with the same thing. And it's nice to see how things have worked out for you. So I'm just like, okay, so things I know are going to work out and I'll be able to do what I feel like God has called me to do. Now, you mentioned you had some films. Congratulations on your wins with the Christian film industry. You're welcome. What films have you done? Where can we find these films? Okay, so um, I have a YouTube channel under Excelsior Entertainment um, that has some films on there. We also have another YouTube channel that's Excelsior Studios. Uh, We have kind of two different um, things going at the same time. Um, Excelsior Entertainment page was created before we had this, the studio. And so um, we have two different ones that you can look at some of our projects on there. Um, As far as other things that are happening, um, we have two major projects that we are about to kick off. And uh, one of them is called Stalling Seasons with String. And we created a teaser for that to reach out to investors. And we will um, launch that crowdfunding campaign for that Christian film um, sometime in August. And it's a very heart-wrenching story, but it's an amazing story. I actually took two different um, films, well, two different scripts that I had written I was like oh this one is so dark and it's just sad and and all of that but then I had another one that was similar topic but was a complete comedy and so what I did was I merged the two of them and made them into one film because they had a similar theme and so it just evened it out really good to you know lighten the mood a little bit from you know all the the gloom And it's definitely a family story, um, involves a family and their journey through um, their mother being diagnosed with cancer that's terminal and she only has so long to live. And it's just showing the journey that each one of the family members, she has a husband, a daughter, and a son, uh, and the different stages of grief and, and what that looks like when someone is dealing with something like that. And um, I'm not going to 
spoil any more of that for you. Um, and then we have another, you can find, we have a, a Facebook page for Stalling Seasons with String. So you can find Stalling Seasons with String on Facebook. That's where we'll put all of our um, notifications, where you can watch it, how you can support it, and all of that on there. And um, on our Excelsior Studios page, we'll share some of that stuff over there as well. Um, and then the other one is a musical that I have literally been working on for four years in wow. the writing process of that. Um, and it's called Surrounded, and it is a Christian musical for teens. So, you know, think high school musical, but more missions minded okay. in that the um, Christian organization on campus sees you know, their, their peers hurting and the different things that they go through and the things that they go through themselves. And they're like, you know, we're at this age where we don't know what's going on with life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see this person over here who's hurting because, you know, they didn't get that scholarship or, you know, I see that girl who's out there who's doing everything that she can in order to get attention in the wrong ways because she doesn't get attention anywhere else. And that's the only way she knows how. I see, you know, the kids who don't believe in God and, you know, they believe in the science of things and, um, you know, the principal himself is a, form, a former Christian who pulled away from the church for certain reasons and he gets pulled into all of it and finds God again. Um, and our hope is actually that Michael W. Smith will play that role. Uh, the majority of the music for this musical is Michael W. Smith's work. And so I, I have a few connections that have reached out to him here and there, but I, um, we've never actually like hammered in on, on anything with him. And so I'm just praying that God opens that door because this has literally been in the making for four years and something that just is on my heart to happen, you know, and I've, I've met with, some of his people and, and everything. And I've, I've, you know, had conversations with him, but it's like his management is like, nah, he doesn't have time, go away. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care if you don't think he has time. I want to hear him say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even if I have to wait until he is like done with whatever tour or project he's got going on two years from now, I am waiting on Michael W. Smith to be in this movie. <laughs> and so, um, and it, Michael W. Smith was the very first record that when my dad took me to the Christian music store, um, he said, you know, find you a CD and, you know, pick something. Because, um, you know, I loved music, but I wasn't really exposed to a lot of Christian music. Right. And so he was there looking for a Bible. This was, you know, when we first started going to church. And um, so I picked up this Michael W. Smith CD and it was, I think the eye to eye album. And I fell in love with Christian music and Michael W. Smith's music, especially back then was very much about storytelling. Right. So many of the songs were telling a story and I think I had like a playlist of his music and I was driving to Nashville for something one day and it just clicked with me because the, the way that I had it in the playlist was like, 
this could be a musical. Like yeah. these songs and it could reach, you know, the younger generations. And so the whole point of Surrounded is to create a movie, of course, but then also like a devotional um, that youth groups can study in tandem with the movie to encourage them to reach out to their peers on campus and, and not be afraid to do that, you know, and help them understand that, yeah, you know, you're going to get turned down, you're going to get mocked, you're going to get laughed at and all this kind of stuff by certain people, but, you know, giving them the tools that they can effectively witness to their peers in high school who are hurting and need to hear the gospel. And so that's what the whole point of this musical is, is to encourage people, motivate them, and give them the tools that they need to reach out to their high school and their college campuses. I absolutely love that. That is truly amazing. And it's like we thank you like, because sometimes when I'm watching TV, I think about songs to write. So I totally get <laughs> how you could be listening to music and think of a movie or a script to write. Now I have four minutes left. And in my last four minutes, I want to ask you this question. Okay, so let's say there's someone out there, they're creative, um, they feel like God has called them to do something, but they still have that void because they really don't have that relationship with God. What advice would you give them to help them find God? I mean, first and foremost is get involved in, a, you know, visit churches in your area and find um, churches that have programs that interest you. There's a lot of program, I mean, churches now that are branching out and having small groups that, you know, are about topics. Like you'll, your small group will be about arts or specifically about women in ministry or, you know, discipleship and, you know, different stuff like that. Um, but just find a church and don't be afraid to visit every single church in town until you find that one that, fits you and that you feel like oh this feels like home to me because God will let you know you you'll walk in and you'll experience you know the people there and you'll know this is where I'm supposed to be um and then also the the best thing to do is you know just open your bible and start reading but if if, if you're not a reader, then, you know, I would encourage you to uh, watch the show The Chosen. Um, I have a friend who um, is producing and, and writing for that show or directing, and it's an amazing show that introduces you to all the characters of the Bible and the stories of the Bible, and it's, the quality is absolutely amazing, and so um, if you're looking for more insight about the Bible and the characters of the Bible and how they relate to us today, uh, that's the perfect place to go to, to, um, to discover that kind of thing. And just do, you know, there's YouTube, there's everything out there just at your fingertips. And all you have to do is reach for it and it's there for you. Um, find Christian friends that will support you as well um on this journey and that will you know lead you in the right direction and help you discover you know what it is God wants you to do in your life I love that and I love that the answers you gave are for people who are creative and for people who are visual and everything you hit every single one you know why something on YouTube or 
you can go read the Bible. So you're giving people different ways to find God. And I like that because I do think that because we're all different people and we learn differently, God knows exactly what it is for each one of us that will help us to find him. For me, I know it's music. For you, it's film and acting and singing. So it's like God knows us so well, so he will direct us to whatever medium it is right. that we learn from so that we can find him. I think that is awesome. And I love that answer. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I enjoyed our conversation. I just love we're in like the same state. So thank you so much for being on the show. Awesome. Thank you so much. Wow. What an amazing interview. I love how LA talks about how she always had a love for arts and how she felt like God was calling her to use her gifts and talents for him through the arts. And I love this because so many times we get sidetracked and we think that in order to tell people about God and do things for God, we have to be a pastor or we have to be a missionary or we have to be a teacher or a nurse or a doctor or whatever it is. But very few people think about using their gifts as an actress or an actor or an artist or a songwriter. People usually don't think about these things as ways to share their gifts and talents that God has given them. And I absolutely love how LA was able to find her place there and realize that this is where God wanted her and this is how God wanted to use her. So if you have a talent, and I do want to encourage you with this, it's so important. If you have any talent or gift that people consider not to be mainstream or something different or something that people just think you can't make a living from, just know God gave you that for a reason and he wants you to use that for him. He wants you to use everything about you to let people know about him. It's not about always shoving religion down people's throats or always talking to them. It's about how you live and the things you do and what you stand for. God wants you to be his representative. And in order to be his representative, we need to represent him. How do we represent him? Acting like him. People should be able to see him in us and we shouldn't have to say a word. Because I think when we start talking, we get way too preachy. And it's about what we do, not what we say. So remember that as you go through the week. Now, this week, our song is called Surrender, and it's from our Artist of the Week, Rush. So here is his new single, Surrender. Tell what's really wrong. Only you can make me feel. 
when I heard I let go, then I let go. I tried to let go, but it felt odd. I felt like something was trying to keep me in darkness. Every time I got up, I felt right where I started. My heart can't take no more, I must protect it. Bandage on my wrist, covering up all my pain. Man, I seen so much, it'll drive you insane. The only is to die, I'm ready to see the new me. Ready for the day when God says he want to use me. Just be still and know that I'm God. I fight your battles despite all your eyes. No need to worry about it. I know who you, you are. You can have everything that burdens me and broke me down inside. From all this pain and agony, Lord, I surrender my life. I don't want to live surrender like this anymore. I can't even feel or tell what's real anymore. Speeding at a fast rate, tears rolling down my face. Then I seen a sign said, turn this way. Pull up to the lake, then a car start to stall. God said I need to surrender it all. As I step into the water, as I begin to submerge, then I heard a voice say to me, I know that you've been about the water like I'm floating on clouds. If you only been up to see my smile, felt all that weight lifted off my shoulders. He reached out his arms and put me in closer. You can have everything that burdens me and broke me down inside. From all this pain and agony, Lord, I surrender my life. Lord, I surrender. I surrender. How great is He? Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you so much for being here with me today and for listening to another inspirational story of how people find God. If you love the podcast as much as I love spending time with you, I encourage you to share this week's episode with a friend or family member and to make sure you like and follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I will also love it if you would leave a review for the podcast so that you can let me know how much you are enjoying the show. If you would like to get in contact with Laura Ann, myself, or Rush, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes. And all you have to do is click on the links below and you will definitely be able to get in contact with us. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and let me know that you would like to be a guest and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and schedule a day and time for you to record an interview. If you would like to submit music to the podcast, click on the email address in the show notes and send me an email letting me know that you would like to submit a song for the show. In this email, send me a picture, a short bio, and an mp3 of the song that you would like to submit. Well, I think that's all for now. So until next week, have an amazing day and a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.